You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Recently, we have had some interesting guests on, some females, where we're talking about sexual market value, we're talking about what women desire, what they want. I always think it's really interesting hearing from some of these women. They are on the younger end, and I know that my audience is not all in their 20s, but even a lot of guys in their 30s and 40s want to date women who are younger. But that's not the point, because honestly, women, whether they're 18 or 60, they're all thinking the same way. They are all thinking the same way in terms of what gets them attracted. So even in their teenage years, I honestly, yeah, there's some slight differences as you as you age and get older, but it's pretty much the same thing and the same ideas, just like it has been for you. And again, I know that we have some instances in our life that do mold us and there's times that where you know we want a woman who has this characteristic versus that characteristic but if we're talking about the basic things the foundational things that get us attracted it's pretty much the same across the board for the majority of our life like what makes us attracted to a woman what makes us want to be with her mate with her right all those things and same for women and so recently I've been having these guests on and it's causing controversy, which I understand why it would be. It's because sometimes hearing the truth and hearing how things work is not always that comfortable. And I've had guys who have been DMing me, guys who have been emailing in, saying things to me in Trip's Corner, my private Facebook group, saying things like, you know, it's discouraging hearing this. Are all women like this? Discouraging hearing them say, and what's related to today's topic, they're saying things like they would only date a man who makes over six figures, for example. And just asking questions like, is this really what these women want? Do all women want that? Do we even stand a chance? Man, are they that superficial? So I wanted to go over that on today's episode and and give you some ideas around this and how this affects you and what you can do and and talk about the idea of job salary and how much you're making and how important is it and how much should you be making and what's the threshold in terms of what makes her attracted and not attracted. So these are all very important things that we're going to talk about today. Gentlemen, we have slots available for you if you're interested in getting more help in this arena. What arena? Meeting more women, talking to more women, approaching more women, getting more dates from online, and being able to do so even if you feel like you're not making enough money. Even if you feel like you are someone who doesn't have some of the typical attractive traits that you may have heard from the past few episodes. So if you need more help, go to coachedbytrip.com. A guy who we just recently worked with, he only did six weeks in the coaching program and is on the verge of having a girlfriend. 
And we get guys' girlfriends all the time, but this specific guy, he's right about to get into a relationship. And I mentioned him, well, one, because we just worked with him, and two, because he never thought that he'd be able to do so. So if you're listening, buddy, congrats to you. And uh, and I know that you're going to keep on working with us, so we're excited to keep working with you. So if you need more help, you want to get those results, you want to get to the point where you're meeting the women that you actually want, not just settling for the women that you think that you deserve or or think that you can just get. If you are that person who wants to not settle, do not stop. Keep working at it. And if you need that help, go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. That's the URL to apply for coaching so we can help you and we can make this process much faster for you. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about job salary. Let's talk about how much you make. Let's just put it this way. I have a lot of good news for you on this episode, but I also am going to tell you some harsh truths, and I'm going to give you some tough love, and I'm going to help you get to the next level here. Okay, so first let's talk about this. Let's talk about the person that I just interviewed, the Hooters waitress, and what she was saying. If you didn't listen to that episode, I think you'll get a lot out of it and get a kick out of it. You should definitely listen to it. If you didn't listen to it, I'll give you a very, very brief synopsis. I interviewed her and she talked about all the things that she's looking for in a man. Her list was very long. She seems to be looking for the ultimate man that is out there. And she was saying things like over six figures, has a high status job, uh, tall, super good looking, and the list goes on and on. Okay. But those are some of the more memorable ones. And I know the ones that guys focus on the most. So let me just give you an idea of what we're really talking about here. Okay. Because this is a person you have to understand who has a type of gig where she gets a lot of attention and a lot of men are after her. So she is having this experience where, and I think I do mention this in the podcast, but again, I'll I'll repeat it. She's having an experience where she's seeing just from the evidence around her, she's seeing that, okay, she has value. She just sees it. She goes to work, guys hit on her. She posts pictures on Instagram, guys are DMing her. She's going out to bars and wherever, she's getting hit on. So I want you to put yourself in that person's shoes for a second. Let's imagine that you are having this experience. Imagine you are a guy who wherever you go, and I know that you don't have this experience, and by the way, neither do I or have I ever, and most of you guys will not have this experience because it just doesn't happen this way. But just imagine for a second, hypothetically, so you can understand. Imagine this was happening to you on a day-to-day basis. I'm talking hundreds of women per week, maybe more, trying to get with you, trying to sleep with you, trying to date you, trying to be with you. Validation, validation, validation. So what's going to happen to a guy like you is, first of all, it's going to boost your confidence through the roof. And it's also going to subconsciously train or tell you that you have the pick of the litter, that you can be with almost any woman you want. It's inevitable. That's what's going to happen to you. So what happens then? Well, because you have 
access to as many women as possible, who are you going to pick? You're going to pick the most top tier there is. So back to this, this woman who is a Hooters waitress and getting lots of attention, again, to the utmost degree, right? Like at her work and beyond. She has the pick of the litter. So she can be with any guy she wants. So first of all, as ridiculous as her list sounds, do you really blame her? She's like, yeah, I want a guy who has this, 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 and this, all the top tier qualities. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't blame her. Of course, she's thinking on that level. She is perceived and with evidence as a 10. Even if you don't think she's attractive, by the way, that, that's not the point. The idea is this is what her reality is like. So, of course, she's going to pick, again, the guy who has the most because she can. Because she can. So this woman is going to say, yeah, she wants a guy who is tall and makes a lot of money and is, has her, and is her perfect physical type and has the high status job and is this and this and this and that, right? She's going to be saying that. She's going to want the best of the best. Now, if you were in her shoes, you would want the best of the best too. If you could snap your fingers and hundreds of girls every week were clawing at your door, you'd be like, well, I got options. So I'm going to pick the one I'm most attractive to. Now, something you have to understand as we talk about on today's episode, we're talking about job salary and how much you make and your net worth and all that stuff. You have to understand that women in general are more attracted to the resources that a man has or can get. If we go back, or let's just say if we discuss evolutionary psychology, the reason is, is because once a woman gets pregnant, she needs a man to help, to be there for her, to stick around, to help feed the family because she's going to be pregnant, so she can't do that. So she needs a man with resources. Therefore, this is one of the theories of why women are attracted to men with resources. It's ingrained in them to be that way. Where it's not the exact same for a man. I'm going to take a quick detour here because I know there's been some guys who've been also texting me and clients of mine and DMing me and, and all this stuff saying, Trip, I don't agree, agree with what you said. I would not want a woman who's a waitress who is not making a lot of money. And listen, I think that, uh, yeah, there's exceptions. I'm sure some guys are really not going to want that. But again, we're talking about mating value. I guarantee that if there was a girl who was a waitress, who was, just, um, just imagine for yourself, your perfect 10 and had all the feminine attributes, you would absolutely sleep with her. And I even think if you got to know her and let's say she had all these other feminine attributes that made you respect her and like her, even though she was just a waitress and she wasn't making a lot of money. I put a, a large bet that most men would end up falling in love with that woman. If that were the hypothetical case, I guess I'm just trying to, to make a point here is that even though you may want a woman who's a little bit more passionate or a woman who 
you know, is just doing a little bit more with her life, while that's a, a nice desire for you, and I, I'm not going to discount it. I think it is real in, in many senses. It doesn't even hold a close weight at all to how it affects women, to how women view resources and how much more attractive it is to her. So anyway, we can talk more about that later. Just had to, to mention that. Now back to what we're saying here. So guys are getting a little frustrated they're a little pissed off. Even some guys who, not guys who follow this podcast or trip advice stuff, some guys are even just like, I give up. They go the MGTOW route. Men going their own way or just completely giving up on women and dating altogether because they just don't want to do all the work that needs to be there to attract a woman. And they think that, and I agree, it's not easy. There is definitely work involved, but they just don't want to be doing it. So I get it. I understand where you're coming from. But let me just tell you this, that woman was, again, I'm not labeling this. I'm just trying, I'm, this is not my 10, but I'm just trying to give you an idea of how she views herself and, and the evidence. It's like a nine or a 10, right? She can have most guys. So she's going to pick that guy who has a high salary. I don't want you to think that you can't get a 10, but you have to be realistic here and understanding that when you're coming across a woman who is that sought after and is young, by the way, she's 23, right? She's got a high sexual market value. That woman most likely, so there's a little caveat here, most likely, yeah, is not going to go for a guy who's making under six figures. That's just the reality, okay? Like I always say on, on, on the podcast, like most of you, myself included, we just won't be able to get a Victoria's Secret model. Because those girls are tens and they have status and they have money. So they have everything that you could ever have. So she's, because I should also mention, because women date up. That's another thing is, and there have been studies on this, numerous studies across many cultures. Women date up. They want a man who is has more resources than them and has more status than them. So you have to have more status than the woman that you're seeking and making more money. So most of us here, myself included, we're not going to be getting those. Those victorious secret models, like the top of the top of the top. Those women are going for billionaires, uh, celebrities, things like that. So I just have to have you understand some of this is yes. Yes, that is the reality here. Okay. So that is the reality of women who are at that level. Now, here's the little caveat. With a woman like this, this Hooters waitress, she might say that. And I think most of the time she's going to hold to it. She even said, and I believe her, she said on the podcast, she dated a guy for a couple of dates, found out the status of his job and just was done with him, right? I do think though, if you're making, let's say in this specific case, you know, 60, 70, 80,000, which is not, I would say, not an unreasonable salary to be making, at least in, in America. You'd be able to attract her if you were able to spike the emotions. If you were able to display your masculine traits. If you were to use Ted, for example. And let's say you're also in pretty good shape. Super confident guy, but you were making less than six figures. You'd probably still be able to attract her because 
and I, I'm not trying to discredit anything I'm saying here or sound confusing because I'm saying the opposite, but women will and can go for guys who are not making that amount that they're projecting in their head if the guy is going to be triggering that attraction. So a woman might say something, but emotions are stronger than logic. So because of that, what she says might not necessarily come to fruition. Like I'm saying, she says, I want a guy who's making six figures, but then she means a guy who's making 80,000 or something, whatever it may be. There's still the potential to attract a woman like that if you want her. Again, I'm not saying all you guys should want that type of woman or I'm just saying to give you an example of, of how this all works. Okay, so that's how that part works. Now, a lot of guys who are coming to me saying, it seems like women just want a guy who's making a lot of money. Yes, they do. No woman is going to turn that down. But it doesn't mean that they won't be with you if you're not. They will be with you, like I said a second ago, if you're triggering the emotions and you're being the most attractive self you can be. There is a a limit, of course. I don't think that a homeless guy would be able to do that. Or a guy who is completely broke. So no, I don't think there's a line there. But it can still happen depending on the circumstances. Okay? Now, for the guys out there who are making under six figures, for those guys who feel like they can't attract, you know, a 10, you have to understand, depending on where you live, depending on what your 10 is, depending on what's going on there, this is not a guarantee that the woman that you're going to meet is going to be viewing themselves like the Hooters waitress does, like a, a 10 does, so to speak, okay? So your 10 might be different than what she is representing. And that has to be taken into consideration. That's super important. Because the woman that you might be going after might have a different threshold, might have a different outlook on it. I don't want to say you might meet a woman who just doesn't care. It's like, well, most women do care to some degree. My point is, is do they care that you're making over six figures? No, not every woman is thinking on that specific level. That they would be totally happy and fine with a guy who's making less. Now, I say this to you, but I also want to be very careful. Okay? And the reason why is because I don't want to put out there that you shouldn't be trying to make money. So here's my opinion, okay? It's like this. You should be trying to make as much money as you can. When I say that, I mean as much as you're capable of making. 
I don't know why you wouldn't. We'll go into that in a second. But you should be making as much money as your potential allows. With that being said, though, I don't want you to be doing that for women. You should be doing that for yourself. And one of the bonuses is you might have access to more women because of that. Or not might, you will. You'll have more access. You should be trying to make as much as you can. And again, realistically, you might not be making that if you're listening to this episode, you're 18 years old, maybe you're 25 years old. Most people who are in their younger years just aren't necessarily making a lot of money. Again, depending on many factors, I'm generally speaking here, but you're not making that much money because you're younger and you're probably getting into an industry where you're just starting off. Again, pending some industries, some I guess start at a a reasonable rate. But you get what I'm saying is you have more potential at that age. So it's going to be okay for you as a 23-year-old, for example, to be making under $50,000 per year. What I'm trying to say is that either way you should be trying to make more money. Money is good. I'm not saying be greedy and I'm not saying money is everything and I'm not saying that you should get money so you can buy things to show off to women or buy things to make yourself feel happy. But it is a fact that money will solve problems that not having money causes. I love that quote. It's from a copywriter I used to follow named John Carlton. And it's true. With more money, you have more access to a lot of things. Healthier food. You have access to getting nicer gyms or just a gym that's going to be one that maybe has trainers that can help you. To supplements that cost money. To more healthcare. Maybe you, you need surgeries done. It's going to help you with wearing clothes that are going to make you feel more confident and look better. Money is going to provide an environment that's suitable for you. A nice place that you enjoy coming back to, an environment that you really enjoy, whatever that may be for your feng shui. It's going to give you access to to be able to also live where you want. Some people can make a certain amount of money and then have the choice of where they want to live. It might get you into hobbies that you're interested in because not every hobby is free. It might get you, I want to say even, you know, further along with the hobby route, you know, maybe you're really into photography. Camera's like $1,000. If you want a good one, it's going to be even more. So money can be very beneficial. I know this is speaking generally. I know I'm going to get guys who listen to this and, and there's your typical hippie guy that, you know, just is like, no, I just, I need minimal. I just need what I need. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that is an exception. I don't think many people want necessarily to live in that way where all you need is a couple shirts on your back and a car that just barely gets you from A to B, right? You're going to want resources. And especially any guy out there who wants a family, kids cost money. And you're going to want to provide your kids with the best things that you can get them. Maybe it's even to the far end in doing private schools, getting them 
the best clothes and you want to get them toys and you want to keep them happy. Things cost money. So I think I've made my long-winded point here is money is not a bad thing. I remember growing up watching TV, watching movies, and always the bad guys with these like rich bad guys, and they always made out rich people to be evil. Or, you know, the popular guy at school was always rich. And of course they did that because they want to have the main good guy character be the underdog. But we got taught that Money was bad, money was evil. And in some cases, it can be bad. You can abuse it, but you can abuse that like you can abuse anything. You can abuse money and you can just buy a bunch of things to make you happy, even though you're just buying things to make you happy. It becomes this dopamine addiction. But that's not how I see money. That's not how I want you to see money. That's when you hear people say things like, money can't buy happiness. Well, they're right. Money can't just buy you happiness because you got a new camera and a new car and you keep on just getting all this new stuff. Eventually, you get used to those things and then what happens? You need to keep on feeding that addiction. But you cannot argue with me that money is something that does help you. Again, I'm probably preaching to the choir with a lot of you, so I'm kind of speaking to those that are on the fence here. Money helps. It does help. Another example that I was brain farting earlier was like more onto the health side, like a psychologist. Sometimes insurance covers psychologists. Sometimes it doesn't. Mental health is very important. If you're not making enough money, you might not be able to afford a psychologist. Be pretty nice to have money at that point, wouldn't it? Especially if, a lot of, if you have a lot of traumas in your life. So I want you, I want this episode to encourage you. Yeah, make money. Do you have to be a multimillionaire? No. Some of you are listening who are there or you're trying to strive for that. No, you don't have to be doing that, but why not see what your potential is? And also remember that money equates to value. So the value that you're putting out into the world will come back to you in the form and compensation of the dollar or whatever currency, the currency from your country. So the more you're putting out, the more value that you're putting out, the more that you will get. And if you're in a case where you get to do what you love, so you love what you're doing and you're putting out value into the world and that's making you money, well, good for you. That's fantastic. I hope that's the case for you and I hope you love what you do. And On that note, I don't think that you should be doing things for money. If you hate your job and hate what you're doing and you're stressed out all the time, but you're making a lot of money, well, that's not the quality of life that you want. I had a friend went to Harvard, Harvard Law School, and he was making very good money and he hated his life. He absolutely hated his life. He was working, I don't know, 80, 100 hour weeks. It was crazy. And he was making so much money, he didn't even know what to do with all the money, but he was stressed out. And what happened? He quit, he made less money, and he was a lot happier. But when I say less money, I don't mean, well, he just dropped to making $30,000 per year. Like, no, he, he did things and maneuvered things in a way where he can still make a good salary, but at least be happy. So it's up to you, but it's really good to be in a position where you love what you do, so your quality of life is high, 
and you're making good money. And then what happens? Then you do get more access to more women because women are dating up. Just remember that as you're going through this process, even though you may be thinking, okay, I still trip. I just, you know, this is really hard for me to, to, to get around this. That like women want to be with a guy who's making over six figures. You will still be able to meet a woman even if you're not there yet. But I say, why not try to get to that point? Why not try to achieve that? And you know what? Another good thing with money is you can give it to people. Even that, you can give to charity. You can start a charity. You can help fund other people's dreams and businesses. You can invest in other things. You can buy gifts for your family. I don't mean just like your kids, but like your brothers, your sisters, your parents. You can take your friends out to dinner. Really great things that you can do. So why not strive to make more, but just don't do it for women. We went over a lot here. I hope that helped answer some questions that you may be having in terms of the whole salary situation. I know that the title of this episode is what job salary amount is most attractive to women. And I'm sorry if this is a little clickbaity, but I don't have an actual specific answer because there is none. But I guess it was implied that, you know, making over six figures is going to be very attractive to women. So that's a very, very broad general answer. But like I said, not to repeat myself for the third or fourth time, if you're making less, you can still attract a great woman. And there's many out there that you can attract, even though they might say that. It's just easy. It's the number that everyone remembers. Oh, six figures. Oh, six figures. I want to be with someone who, who's making six figures. You don't need that. But one day, you'll get there because you're working hard at what you do. You're putting value out into the world. All right, let's go into some Q&A as I think I hammered my point in pretty well. And if you have any thoughts on this, questions, anything, DM me, trip advice. I'm pretty good at responding. I respond to most people and we can chat about it. All right, next question, or the first question, I should say. Hey, Trip, love all that you do. I'm 31 years old and I got divorced last year after discovering my wife's infidelity. Immediately after my ex-wife and I split up, I started hooking up with the girl I met on Tinder. I was upfront early on with her about my situation and how I was only looking for a purely physical relationship at the time, but I still ended up hurting her. I guess we both started to have feelings for one another, so I ended it. Fast forward a year later and I reached out to her saying I wanted to see her again. She still has some feelings for me, but wants to start as friends. I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket, but I can't get her out of my head. My question is, is it possible to start as friends with somebody you used to have a relationship with on the way to starting things up again, or am I just wasting my time? Thanks. I love the podcast and I'm considering doing some coaching. Cool, man. I hope that you do end up doing coaching. It'd be awesome to work with you. And if you do, just remind me that this question has been answered on the podcast so I know who you are. All right, so 
first off, I want to say it's kind of ballsy of you to uh, go back to the girl having the fact that it sounded like you ended it. And now you want to see if you can start things up with her again. I will say this one for the girl's sake and for draw to lessen the drama in your life. If you're going to do this and go for this, make sure that this is someone you're actually interested in a relationship with, or else you're just going to be messing with her head and it's not going to be pretty. And I can speak for a lot of guys here when I say no one likes to go through the process of hurting somebody. It's just a very tough process to go through. So be really clear on yourself. Is this a woman that you really want to try and see again? And actually start something with, not just hook up. Okay? So first, think about that. So now that you're seeing her again, can you start as friends? Yes, you can. In fact, I think... This is one of those different friend zone situations. This is not the friend zone situation that most guys get into when they literally start as a friend and never had anything else. You're really swimming upstream with that one, right? That's really tough. But you guys once had an actual sexual relationship and there was attraction built. So because of that, I believe it's still there in like a seedling form. In fact, dude, she said she still has feelings for you. So I think she's trying to almost slightly reject you by saying like, I'm not going to give it all to you. So this is not a friend zone situation. Again, one of the very small exceptions where if you start as friends, you have a very, I think you have a very high probability of actually becoming something more. One, because it was there. Two, because she still said she has feelings for you. And three, once you get into a situation like this, what ends up happening is, even if she's being so honest with you and her feelings are very small and she's basically just like, I want to be this guy's friend, she's going to remember who you once were. All those feelings will become rushing back if you go into this in the same way that you went into it the first time, whatever you did to build attraction, which is probably some form of TED because that's how attraction works. TED being my system for attraction. Even though it's my system, I do not create it because it's just the way that attraction works. So, yes, I believe it's possible. I don't believe you're wasting your time. However, here comes the however. I don't like that you're going back to this woman. Something says to me, the fact that you're going back and you're doing what I call strategy mode. Strategy mode is when you have one woman and you're thinking of all these different ways and strategizing on how to get this one specific woman. Because you're in strategy mode, I almost equate it to you or anyone else being in a scarce mindset. It's like, why at that time, and I know you just broke up with your wife, but still, why at that time were you not that interested in her to be in a relationship to begin with? Is there something about her that you were unsure about? Are those things important? I want you to really think about this for a second. Are there any other reasons besides you just weren't looking for a relationship at the time? Is there something about, or are there many things about this woman who you know that you just are not sure about 
but now you're just lonely and you're in scarce mentality and it's hard to meet more women. You said you're considering coaching. So it sounds like you don't have the most abundance of women. So I just want you to really think about this. This is a question for you to throw back to you. Are we truly interested in this woman or are we just scraping the bottom of the barrel? And I did a a whole episode on this recently too, scraping the bottom of the barrel. So I want you to be really clear for yourself. Why are you going back into this? What's the reason? All right, let's get to the next question. Trip, thank you for all your help, content, and work. It has been helping tremendously. I discovered you on TikTok and have now been watching your videos and an avid podcast listener. I have a quick question for the podcast. About a month ago, I met a girl on Hinge. Our first date went really well. We sat and talked for almost three hours. My best first date, hands down. The second date was just as good. Lots of flirting, and I started to get feelings and think, could this be the start of a relationship? Now, here's where my question comes into factor. During the end of the second date, she mentioned having a date from my apartment and to cook dinner together. I said yes, and we planned on that for our third date. Fantastic. The dinner was great. Same conversation. Things going well. We talked about a fourth date. Made tentative plans as her parents were in town that weekend. Two days before the fourth date would be occurring, she texted me saying she wanted to be upfront with me and she didn't see us going anywhere and pretty much wished me well. I have asked a few of my friends who are girls and told them this scenario. They said that I should not have had the third date in my apartment and made it more of a public setting even though she suggested it. Should I have recommended we do something for our third date in more public location? Or am I overseeing this and she just decided out of nowhere that she didn't see things going forward? Would love to see your perspective so I can kill it next time. Thank you again and I hope you answer this one. Best, Connor. All right, Connor, great question. First of all, don't take advice from your female friends. They don't have a great way of explaining how they actually become attracted to a man. They just don't. Most people don't, by the way. Okay, most people don't. And here, they are wrong. That the third date should have been in a more public location? No, it was actually absolutely perfect. In fact, my date sequence is first date, drink, Second date, dinner, third date, dinner at your place. So she teed it up. And there's been so many times where this has worked out for so many guys and going back to your place. And people go back on first dates, by the way. People, People sleep together on the first date. Guy invites woman back. They end up sleeping together. So I don't think that that was the problem. Also, it's so funny that your friends, your girlfriends would say that to you that it should have been in a more public location. She suggested it. I can understand that advice where maybe you were pushing it and she was unsure and you pushed it even more. But anyways, that that doesn't make the difference. The big situation here is how it all went down on the third date. And if you were still building attraction. Now, we don't have any material to go off of here but I can give you some pretty good ideas from what you're saying here. 
My thought is, is you guys were on the third date. She's at your place. And you were putting, almost putting yourself out there too much in the sense where maybe you were showing a lot of interest. Now, it's okay to show interest on a date. That's fine. But maybe you were doing something that was subcommunicating to her a neediness. How do I know this? And again, this isn't fact because I wasn't there on the third date. It's just what I'm gathering from what you're saying. But how do I know this? Or I think this, you're saying here that you're start, you were already starting to get feelings of could this be the start of a relationship? Your words, and I quote, and I started to get feelings and think, could this be the start of a relationship? And that, my friend, could have put you into needy mindset, maybe even the opposite of tension. So tension, part of my TED formula, I talk about tension being where you are more of a challenge to her. So maybe you were being super agreeable. Maybe you were just being overly excited. By the way, I used to do this all the time. This was the the worst trip back in the day. He was doing all those things wrong. So that's how I know that this is a strong possibility that you were doing this, is that you were being way too needy, showing way too much attention in the more needy sense. And I say in the more needy sense because there is an aspect of attention that you should have probably given her on the third date, which is your physical attention. Meaning, did you go for a kiss? Because there's times when a girl will be with a guy and they've been on a few dates and the guy doesn't make any moves. And according to what you're saying here, because this is all I have to go off of, there was no moves at all. You didn't say anything about we kissed or we, we slept together or anything like that. So it shows me that you probably were not making a move. You were not being physical with her. And that in itself can land you in the friend zone because she wants a guy who is assertive, who is making a move. So eventually you have to break the tension. So one, I don't think the tension was there and you were, you were not creating it and you didn't do anything to break the tension which is the physical aspect. So that's what I think happened. That's my perspective. So one of your questions was, should you ever do a third date in a public location? No, you should be doing it back at your place. Absolutely. Because you're not just trying to be her friend. You also want to be her lover. You are trying to get to the point where you have a physical relationship. And that's really hard to do in public. I mean, you can go for a kiss, but you have a hard time being very sexual in public, obviously. So it has to happen back at your place. So that's what I think happened. I think something went down on that date and now you can probably think about it because I'm giving you these ideas. You can think about what happened, what went wrong. And then you can decide where you think the attraction died because that's what happened. That was it. She went on the third date and she goes, oh, I was wrong. I don't see it. I don't see it with this guy. And that usually is something along the lines of no sexual tension. Okay, let's go to another question here. This one's from Saeed. Hey, Trip, thank you for the effort you put into your podcast. 
I'm a 24 years old student living in a small apartment for two persons. A girl moved in my apartment for 45 days and we had a very good time. I flirted and teased her and I'm sure that she enjoys my company, but I don't know if she is sexually interested in me. I avoided making a move because she was living with me. Now she moved out and went to another city for two months and will come back to the city where I am living, but not in my apartment. I called her once and she moved out. It was fun and she wants that we meet when she comes back to the city. Since we cooked together and did a lot together and already knew each other, what should be my next move with her? I want to tell her, directly or indirectly, we are hanging out as being on a date, not as roommates. Thank you very much, Saeed. Saeed, you're in the friend zone, my friend. Well, I don't have to tell you that. You already know that. So this is really important. You said here, quote, I flirted and teased her and I'm sure that she enjoys my company, but I don't know if she's sexually interested in me. So it it was the right move. I will say this. This is one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. She lives with you. You didn't want to make it awkward. I hear you. I, I see why you didn't do that. That would have been very uncomfortable. She's your roommate. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened where male and female roommates have eventually gotten together or hooked up or something like that. You chose not to, but just understand that the fact that you chose not to, you held back. So even though you flirted and you teased her, you were doing a half-assed approach at building attraction. So that's why you're not sure if she's sexually interested in you. That's natural. You, you weren't going through the whole process. You became a friend. You were a fun person to hang out with. That's all it was. So that's really important for you to know here because you could very much be in the friend zone and I don't want you to be strategizing too much with this girl. So at this point... I believe, to answer your question, you need to directly, very much directly, be putting it in a non-roommate's hangout. Because if you ask her to hang out with you, she will assume so fast that it is a friend situation. So here's what I would do, and I would move on pretty fast from it so I wouldn't give any more thought more than just texting her and saying, hey, name, It's cool that you're back in town. We should hang out and grab a drink. But this time, let's do it as a date. Just like that. It's funny because I know there's a lot of guys who hate using the word date. And you don't have to use that for other situations. But for a situation like this, don't even try to do the backdoor shit. Don't try to do it. The backdoor shit, not being get your head out of the gutter not that what i'm saying is the backdoor route to okay i'm gonna like hang out with her again and then try to sneak my way in there to be more than a friend it really very 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 rarely works so i want you to be right up front blunt direct and that's not going to turn her off She's going to be either interested or not. She's going to say, oh, yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. That's great. Or she's going to be, sorry, Saeed, I don't, I don't see you that way. And then be done with it and chalk it up to an L. 
Although I wouldn't really think it's that much of a loss, honestly. It was a tough situation. It's one of those situations that's just, again, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You didn't make a move, so you went into the don't category, and you probably landed in the friend zone. But damned if you do is like, well, what if you did? And then, I don't know, who knows? She rejected you, didn't work out. So now it's awkward. Or maybe it does work out, but then it falls off. And then it's awkward again. Also, knowing that she was going to maybe move to another city, I wouldn't have even tried anyways, because then you'd be in a long distance thing. You wouldn't be thinking logically and you'd be stuck in this situation that's just not ideal for dating because long distance relationship is not the most ideal way to date. You want to be with someone who's in your city, right? So that's what I would do. Direct. Yes, you're on the right track here. Say the word date so it's clear on what's going on and see what she says. Let me know. DM me. I'd like to hear from you. Trip advice on, on Instagram. Hit me up. Gentlemen, great questions. Thank you all for writing in. If you have a question, you can write in too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line, podcast question. So then I know to put it here on the podcast. I feel as I'm reviewing in my head how today's episode went, I feel at times I was a little bit back and forth, kind of seemingly all over the place. Maybe when I listen back, I'll realize that wasn't the case. But in my mind now, I'm thinking that there was a lot I was trying to get out when I, when I'm talking about salary and when I'm talking about what your attractive level is depending on how much you make. But I think I got it out to my very best that I could. And I hope that it does help you in understanding how money plays a role. Money and resources will always be attractive to women at least to the general population. By the way, for those of you living outside the US, I say this in across all cultures due to a 37 culture study that was done by David Buss who talks about this. So there is science and statistics and studies backing up what I'm saying here is that women will want to date up and date a guy who does have resources. So that is the truth, but it's all relative because a woman who's making 30,000 and you're making 60000 even though that's not six figures, that could still very much be attractive. And then my second point is that you still want to make money anyways because money is good when you do the right things with it and don't do it for women. So there's the summary. Hope this helps. If you need help and you want to get more work done on your dating life and you want it done quick, meaning getting dates, maybe even a girlfriend, it's possible, in six to 12 weeks, don't hesitate to reach out to us over at TripAdvice to help you in the coaching program. Coachedbytrip.com, apply, and we'll get on the phone with you and see if coaching is a good fit, and we will work with you. At least we hope to. Have a great rest of your day or night, my friend, and I'll speak to you on the next episode.